1: No
0: club
1: all right, all Alright, alright. Steve and I are struggling <laughs> a little bit, then we apologize.
2: All right, all right. right. Settle down. <laughs> I, I like that you bring us back for a break like a substitute teacher. <laughs> like All right, <laughs> all I'm right. All sit right. Sit. Just sit down and simmer, we'll get it.
1: Get your books out. Get your
0: feet <laughs> off the desk. Did you say get your bicks out? Is that what they said?
1: No, I said you're...
0: Books. Okay. I think. <laughs> they yeah. were specifically referring to a brand of pen at your school.
1: <laughs> no, but I did love those markers that, that your smelled script like those out. fruit. Remember those? Yeah. The Like the red smelled like cherry. The yellow smelled
0: like lemon. Cherry.
2: <laughs> cherry, <laughs> well? can we go to Florida? I want the cherries. It
0: was a flashback to her New Jersey yeah, school. She doesn't, she doesn't hear, hear it. I
2: did. Donna, here's the thing about nah. you. <laughs> you don't hear the things and you don't see. We have a great example of this. She just took a pho- uh, took video of me getting scared by Bradley. It's very funny. Hannah will edit it, put it up on social. Um the only unfortunate thing was the I had a feeling something would go wrong with the with the <laughs> recording. It was so foggy looking. Everybody knows this is when your lens needs to be, needs to be wiped off and cleared. And so here's my point. I said, Donna, oh, you should have wiped your lens because it is so foggy and glowy looking. Then I cleaned it and Rocco said to her, look, look at this video. She said it looks exactly the same to me, which is a trouble. This is like, she's the woman who went from the giant the giant 400-pound television uh-huh. to a high-definition flat-screen television. Because and you need me. I know. And then you said you couldn't <laughs> you're, see you're the difference. That's right troubling. It looks you the must same have to me.
1: I, it looks the same to me. It doesn't look like, you know, you're making it like it's going to go from regular TV to plasma. Knock, y- knock. No. I won't.
2: Blackoma's at your door. <laughs> Answer me. Steve, So
1: just like that. Steve, the- but you project what you want in no, life onto isn't me. this is true. You're no. like, you need a new phone. No. No. You, you need to mind your own business. You don't need
2: a new phone. I wipe the lens for you. But what I don't need you to do after I wipe the lens is say, it looks exactly the same. Because that's troubling. I feel like I need to call Listen, the cops.
1: I put gasoline no, on the lens <laughs> to soften
2: <laughs> my pictures. He goes full strized <laughs> <in> with selfies. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then I filter everything. It was a very funny moment. I don't. did not mean to even record you. It was a last minute thought. Mm. Thank you. Now. <laughs> Hey. This movie is coming out, yes. I believe, is it a Netflix?
2: Apple TV+. Apple. Plus.
1: Apple, I love Apple. Apple is awesome. It's called The Shrink Next Door with your guy, Will Ferrell. Love him. My guy, Paul Rudd. Love him. Love him. Put them together. And uh, you have a trailer.
2: Are you Marty? Yeah. What brings you here? I don't know. Phyllis made me come. My sister. Oh. She must be very persuasive. Don't tell me about yourself. I run a fabric, company. So you're the boss. That feel good? It feels... Phyllis has always been the strong one. You're a grown man, hiding behind a wall of curtains. I think I can help you. The first thing I'm going to do is completely unethical. I'm gonna give you a hug. I'm a hugger. There's no shame in feeling pain, Marty. Be the ruler of your own domain. Work begins at 9 a.m. sharp. Phyllis! I'm trying to be ruler of my own domain. This therapy is really working out, huh? It is. It really is. The goal of life is to live. We'll turn you into the man you truly deserve to be.
1: This doctor's a little unconventional.
2: He's a miracle worker. What is he doing here? Helping us. What do you think? So much fun. Is that. Allowed? Well, I did the work, didn't I? Hmm. He's changed my life. He's changed me. You clearly have a good eye.
0: Me? You're the one with a good eye. Eyes. Two eyes. The the, the appropriate quota of ocular spheres.
2: <laughs> Why are we running? I don't know, run! You are growing, Marty! Is he your psychiatrist?
0: Psychiatrist, business partner,
2: best friend. How
1: oh, no. does that work? He just has no boundaries, and I don't trust him.
2: Cut her out of your life. She's the only family I have. No. Without trust, we have nothing. I trust you completely. I'm going to watch This you. is my decision. He's living in your head. Uh, I am going to take care of everything.
0: Wow. Some strings. Feels then. good,
1: doesn't it?
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's not a comedy.
1: That looks amazing. That's a it feels, it's got a little what about Bob feel to it, which is a comedy. Do you remember that, Bill right. Murray? Yeah, right. Um, because he gets a little attached to his therapist. But this looks
2: good. Rocco, it's got a uh, what's her face Catherine from Han. Catherine Hall. I feel like
0: she is about she's to have everything. The, she's about to be like the new Gene Smart. Like she's, yeah. in a, everybody loves her and she's amazing and everything.
1: Amazing. She was in
0: WandaVision, in case you were I wondering. Yeah, because they're doing a
1: she's getting her own spin-off, isn't yes, she? Yes, yeah, Tabitha. See? Love it.
2: That's that looks um, interesting.
1: Uh, Friday, November 12th. It's gonna come out with three episodes and then it will be weekly thereafter. So love it. We'll uh, remind you we've got so much to choose from.
2: I'll link it up.
1: Oh, by the way, your buddy The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. He says um the Fast and the Furious crew thanked him for calling out Vin Diesel. I saw this. So there's a new interview with Vanity Fair, and I'm sure he was asked about this. So he admits that he should not have called out Vin's candy butt behavior publicly. (laughs) But he does stand by what he said. He says that the crew had his back. He said, I was, uh, it was as if every single crew member found their way to me and either quietly thanked me or sent me a note. So after all this blew up, the rock and Vin had a meeting and they did not make peace. They just agreed that they're philosophically two different people and approach business and movie making in two very different ways. Sure. Then he goes on to say, yeah, this following. is where it gets shady. Mm. See, this is what the rock does. He did the same thing. When Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney, and then...
2: He came out and said, listen, guys, it's always going to be about you and your safety, and I'm going to let you view your movies from home, whatever works for your family.
1: Yeah, which basically he's saying, shut up, ScarJo, in which case I say, you a candy butt Be
2: Okay, easy, <laughs> easy.
1: So, he said... His way of making movies is to consider everyone working on a film as equal partners with respect and with humility and being respectful of the process and every other human being who is putting in just as much time, just as much hard work and sweat equity, if not more.
2: He sounds like the people's champ right there.
1: Yeah, but he's basically.
2: Yeah, he's saying that Vin Diesel thinks he's above everybody else there, doesn't view everybody as equals, which is what he was doing to ScarJo.
1: And I take issue with that. All right. All right. He, I, I'm fine with Vin Diesel because I'm not a
2: fan. Oh, oh, we have Vin Diesel calling in now. Oh. Hey, do, do,
0: Vin. Do, do. <laughs>
2: uh, when we come back, we got a couple of studies for you. Oh, no,
1: <laughs> please. please. No.
2: Vin Diesel oh, takes us a break. God. couple studies mm-hmm. when we come back. A weird home buying trend that I think ends in broken relationships.
1: I kind of like it.
2: It's a disaster waiting to happen. Oh, we'll right. tell you about it next.
1: Welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with DJ Rock Lobster. <laughs>
0: In a study. Studies have shown that... Medica-
1: studies have shown that the microbial Several
0: long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and
2: Steve. Uh, this is a bad idea.
1: Okay, I'm listening. I understand
2: why people are doing it. I just think that it's a bad idea, and it usually only ends in tension.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
2: There is a trend, according to a study that is out now, that friends are pooling their money to buy houses together, becoming more and more common. A real estate analytics firm called Adam Data Solutions has been tracking this trend. They say the number of co-buyers with different last names has soared by 771% in the last seven years. Okay. well, not all the people are friends that are buying homes together, Okay, but a lot are unmarried couples are also uh, getting in on it. And the pandemic may have accelerated that. According to the National Association of Realtors, 11 percent of people who bought homes between April and June last year were unmarried couples and three percent were listed as other, which tends to mean friends or roommates. Point is this. It means that there is a really high number compared to seven years ago of friends who say, all right, instead of renting the apartment, let's buy the house together. But, and I get it. House prices are up. Tough to afford one. Yeah. You leave because you go and get married or you Mm, find somebody or a new roommate.
1: Yeah. Now
2: that person stuck with, you know, well, Oh, funny. I think of it the other way too. What happens with the equity that's been accrued?
1: Oh, sure. So then you're forced to sell it, probably.
2: Okay, so that would end not great.
1: You're right. Uh, What do you think of this? Here's my idea. Going in on a vacation place with a friend. Better. Thank you.
2: Not great, I don't think, but better. I think think when you mix finances Mm -hmm. with friends it very often the story i think ends in tension bitterness hurt feelings etc mm-hmm. yes so i i hesitate there i know some people say don't ever lend anybody money
1: yeah
2: give them money if you want to help doesn't mean don't ever help somebody but when you have the oh you know they said they were going to pay us back within a year yep and it's been 18 months it gets me, weird
1: happened to me with 4 grand Loaned See? it to a friend who I hadn't talked to in a long while, and he reached out and asked if I could help him out because he was going to be evicted from his apartment, and he'd mm. always been a responsible person. Yeah, and he never paid me back. Oh man! And he ended up having a an addiction to Ambien. Oh, no. That And I never heard from him again. I can find him because he's a broadcaster and I know where he is, but I don't ever want to talk to him again.
2: See, there you go.
1: Yeah. Ruined a really great friendship.
2: Whereas, hypothetically, had you, and that's a very generous amount of money to give to somebody, but imagine you had just said, because like now the money's gone, right? The money's not coming back. So now you've lived out the consequence, which is you don't get the money back. Right. Lending it has ruined a relationship. Had you said, and I'm not saying that you needed to do this, but had you said, I'm going to give it to you. I just want to bless you with that. Then there's nothing. Then you're happy. I hope that you're doing well. You know, it's, it's tough. Money's tough. Mm -hmm. Rocco, you seem like a weird hippie who'd be into like (laughs) a compound movement that you would pitch to your wife one night at dinner. And she'd say, what if we just did normal stuff (laughs) instead (laughs) of getting together with your three, you know, college friends.
0: Compound movement instead of hanging out with my college friends?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, is, is Rocco happy? having an episode? Yeah. No, I mean like do, I could see you? you like moving into a compound oh, Okay. with your college friends.
1: Yes, um, I could, too. They're that'd be all kind of hippie.
2: Fun. That'd be kind yeah. of fun.
1: Making campfires. Yeah, over to
0: my house. We'll watch uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. I'll be over later for smoked meats. And then yeah, okay, uh, now
2: I'm interested.
1: Yeah, Rocco would be a little bit of a mm, acquired taste. <laughs>
2: who would have been the, uh, Who would have been the best roommate to have in college of the three of us in formal study? Donna, Rocco, or Steve. Mm. I wonder who's the easiest to live with.
1: It's me. I can okay. tell you all. Okay, plead your case. I just am. I've had okay. roommates before. Okay. Never have any issues. Hmm. Never.
0: Yeah, you have roommates now, right? Or are we not talking about I have about a roommate.
1: <laughs> before him, him I had another head. roommate. Uh, and then I lived with someone for seven years. And yeah, we just... Pretty sure that's JLo And P.S. The person behind all
2: of this is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Just kind of go with the flow. I'm not too anal retentive. Just, just be neat. That's all you have yeah, to do. See,
2: I'm
0: kind of messy, but I'd, I'd be entertaining. I'd be like, Hey,
1: check out. Yeah, I'd be like, You're check out this you're movie. Exile. You're kicked. You're not going to
0: believe this. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, you'd be, It'd trying be to chips up a lot all of... over the
2: place. Yeah, yeah. Let's get oh. some takeout. Are you clean, Rocco? Not really. No. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: You're. Yeah.
2: Okay. We're
1: never living together. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I have another study though. What do you have? If someone says to you, "Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late." How late will they be? Okay. Okay. What is Uh, your impression when someone says that?
2: I'm going to be a few minutes late would be three to five.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, just a few. I would say up to 10.
2: Survey says?
1: Survey asked 5,000 Americans, and that was the most popular answer. Five to 10 minutes late. Some of us aren't that patient, though. 6% said they still expect the person to be on time. 9% said less than five minutes, which is what you said. Oh, okay. 51% said five to 10.
2: I think... uh,
1: 10 to 30, unacceptable.
2: Unacceptable. It would be like if you said, uh, I had a few beers last night. I think you had like two to four, (laughs) not... 10 up to 10 (laughs) you know i don't know i guess the context matters
1: yes exactly but we all have that friend who's always late don't
2: we oh sure absolutely yep and i i am that's been a problem of mine but i'm trying to do better really i'm trying to do better with it i just feel like i always unless it's a hard deadline i always push it and then i feel rushed doesn't make you feel better. It makes you feel more hurried. And what we're trying to do is lessen the hurry in our lives.
1: Indeed. Let's play a
2: game. We'd like to do that. Uh, 651-641-1071. That's the number you can call. We need a millennial. We need a Gen -er. Xer to call now. One of you plays with me. One with Donna. 651-641-1071. Call now. Game time next.
1: Good morning. Welcome back. Hey. Donna and Steve on my talk, one zero seven one everything entertainment. I'm Donna.
2: Hey. I'm Steve Patterson. <laughs> you likely know me from television and radio. Long. Donna. What? That was a, I told you in private that I was leaving. Winston's oh, my bad.
1: Life. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think we're set with our lifelines, correct?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm gonna hit this button. Woo! Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve, the Millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like totally awesome. And here's your host, DJ Rock Lobster. lobster. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is the game where we uh, ask questions about millennial stuff to Donna and ask Gen X questions of, uh, of Steve, and we'll Ooh. see who knows the more things about the things. Yeah. All right. And we have players that play along, like on line one, we've got a millennial named Stephanie. Hi. Hello. Hey,
2: Stephanie, how are you?
0: Good. Hey, Steve, I want to tell you something. Hit me. I share a birthday
1: with your son, Dev. Aww. Oh, November 5th? Yes, it is. Oh, my
2: gosh. How lovely. Uh, well, this is just so wonderful. I, it's meant to be that you and I are teaming up together.
1: Well, I'm actually a millennial.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Bye. that's a bummer.
1: Yay, me. Yay, Donna.
2: Woohoo. Um, um, do we
1: need someone else?
2: I was going to guess her, her good. age oh. on her voice, and I would have really misguessed that. You sound... You mature. sound like you mature, like you have, like you're, like you're worldly, like you have uh, well established in your career or home life, whatever. Really impressive.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. All right, you too.
2: Now, give me the teeny bopper that I get to have as my teammate.
0: Uh, I think you know him. I'm not sure you love him.
2: Stillwater Steve. Oh, uh, what up, Stillwater Steve? How you doing? We're teaming up, bro. Dude, we're about to do that chest bump, sticky. You got it. Extra special. Nice. <laughs> All right. (laughs) I like where we're going there. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, listen, uh, we'll do our best. We're going to put you both on hold, and we'll let you know when we need to use you as our lifeline. So do listen closely. With that, Donna Valentine, would you like to spin or have me spin first?
1: I would like for you to spin first.
2: Fine. I'll do it. Here we go.
0: Here it goes. Music. Music.
2: Oh, no. July 13th,
0: 1985, there was a little concert. In fact, there was two concerts. They called it Live Aid. It took place on two continents. In fact, at one point, they flew Phil Collins on the Concorde from one concert to the other.
2: Wow, that's Can you cool. tell me yes, that's what right. two
0: cities hosted Live Aid in July of 1985?
2: Stillwater, Steve, right out of the shoot. Chicago and L.A., L.A., Miami and L.A., London, Chicago. I need to use my lifeline. Oh, no. Stillwater, Steve, I've been asked a bullcrap question right out of the gates.
1: You big dummy!
2: And uh, what two cities did Live Aid take place in in 1985? Ah, that is going to be... Don't Google. I'm not. All right. Um, gosh, I think that's L.A. and Chicago, wasn't it? Oh, you do think L.A. and Chicago. That's what I think. not I mean, not, not Chicago. L.A. and England. Oh, like an L.A. and London thing. Yeah. All right, let's just go with it, man. We're bros. Win, lose, or draw. We're getting our chest bump on when we see each other in person, so it's a win. <laughs>
0: Stevie boy. That, not that London? New York? London and um, a little town in Pennsylvania. Ever no. heard of it?
2: No. Philly. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. Stevie boy. Oh, that's a that's bummer. That's a bummer.
0: Okay. well. All right. Stay on the line still, Steve. I'll see you. Um, I... no, Stephanie wins. Okay. No, no, no. no. We've got to <laughs> okay. play the
2: game.
0: All right, Donna, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, here it goes. Okay. Movies. You know, we did some talking about uh, the the Disney ride Haunted Mansion this week. And, you know, that was one of the first Disney movies that was made, er, or rides that was made into a movie. In fact, it was in around 2003. So we'll call that millennial. Okay. Who was uh, the big star of 2003's film Haunted Mansion, who played a a successful yet workaholic real estate agent?
1: I'm going to say that that person was... I believe Eddie Murphy. Final. Yes. Oh, yes, Queen. Nice
2: job, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Nice job,
1: darn it. All right, come on. You got this. All
2: right, I'll spin it again. Okay. Movies.
0: <laughs> uh, there was a film from 1982 that some consider cursed because two of the child actors in the film died Mm -hmm. far before their time, tragically. Mm -hmm. One was Dominique Dunn, and one was Heather O'Rourke. Can you name this tragic
2: 1982 film? My Lord. Carrie? Don't help him. (laughs) Rocco is a Carrie. (laughs) Um eighty-two, two child actors died. Oh my word. The Exorcist. The Exorcist, final answer.
0: Well, you were on the right track. Because it was kind of Pol- a horror movie. Donna for the Steel? Poltergeist. Yes, Donna Steel. Yes.
2: Right? Um,
0: well, there's still a chance that Steve <laughs> and Steve can win.
2: Donna. What? You're spooking our younger listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Okay. Okay, here goes. Are you ready? Oops, that was the wrong button. It goes like this. Uh Music. Music. Okay, in two thousand three there was a Grammy for Best New Artist. It went to a band fronted by Little Rock, Arkansas pianist and keyboardist Amy Lee, and guitarist Ben Moody. And if you were to look up this band's name in the dictionary, it would say, The Act or State of Vanishing Away. Can you name that band? And they won Best New Artist? Uh-huh.
1: Okay, let me think about this. The Act or...
0: State of Vanishing Away.
1: Disappearance? Uh, vanishing Away. Eva- evaporation? Evaporated ink? Evapor- <laughs> e- va- vape. Disappearance. Did, am I on the right track? You are. Disappearing act. Disappearing act. They were called disappearance.
0: He's gonna roll with it or you still got Stephanie there?
1: Let's go to Stephanie. Why not? Hey, Steph. Stephanie? Yes? Do you remember Amy Lee and Ben, what's his face? Ben Moody. The only two that keep coming to mind is Evanescence and the White Strokes. Uh, The White Stripes? The Stripes. Is that what it is? Gosh, I don't even know. White Stripes. No, but that's not their names. I think their last name is White. True. Uh, True. We're going to go with Evanescence. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes. yeah, I had to look that up. I had That's no tough. idea what it
2: was. That's, tough. That's a good dig that you guys got there.
0: That was good. That was good. Man. Um, Sorry, I think the game's Steve. over, but we can keep going. It yeah, is just over. Go. Let's Come just on. go.
2: Here, I'll spoon a wheel.
0: Okay. You're going to spoon wheel. We don't
2: even have a real wheel. wheel. We just push a button. Um,
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> In 1986, a world leader named Ferdinand Marcos was exiled to Hawaii.
2: Oh, you might space. have heard
0: of his wife, Imelda Marcos. Uh, turned out when they uh, when they fled the palace, it turned mm. out she had like three thousand pairs of shoes, and everybody talked about that mm. for I a thought year. Thought that or was going to be the question. Do you remember Do what you remember? country Ferdinand Marcos was the leader of?
2: In an effort to not unintentionally offend anyone, I am not going to guess my way through this. I'm going to bring back in my lifeline, Subway Steve. Steve? Yeah? What's the answer to this? Come on, you know, know. everything. What's happened what? to you, Steve? Are you safe? <laughs> I'm not safe. I'm in a bad place. Uh, Ferdinand Marcos, I want Africa, South Africa.
0: How about if I said it was an archipelagic country in Southeast Asia?
2: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go.
0: Think of someone we work Thailand. with.
2: Thailand. Madagascar. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So the globe is not either of our strong suits, I don't think. Uh, Southern Asia, archipelagic, it's got to be... Kur... Squid Game? Korea. No. Um, I didn't
1: say that as my
2: family. Think of uh,
0: Indonesia. Fuh, 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 Filipino. Yes, I was well.
2: We are good. Sorry, nice. See why I play with Donna. No, <laughs> <This> <laughs> see, I thought you were like. I heard you were my lifeline. I thought victory. This guy is a lockbox of all sorts of information, and then didn't come. To fruition today, did it? Well, sure no. The only lock him. we got is that chest bump. Bro, but it's gonna <laughs> happen, man. See you at the State Fair 2022. Oh my you gosh. got it. All right. Thanks, Bye. Steve.
0: All right. We'll bring Stephanie back to see how she feels about winning a my talk hat. Stephanie!
1: Woohoo! Yes! Should we play the last one just for fun?
0: Oh, like sure. the tiebreaker. Um, didn't I have one more question? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did, and it's good because now that I look at it, I don't think I wrote a tiebreaker. Let's breaker.
1: shut him out.
0: Um, shut okay, out. we're gonna say, bleep, 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 television. Bleep. Okay. Um, in two thousand one, a reality game show debuted. It was first hosted by Anderson Cooper, then former Viking Ahmad Rashad. Mm. The show featured nine contestants and one saboteur. Mm. Can you name it?
1: No, it's not. It's not Big Brother, even though they use that term, Saboteur. Big Brother.
0: Stephanie, you have any thoughts?
1: I have nothing. I'm so glad that wasn't my question I was asked.
0: It was The Mole.
1: The Mole.
2: mole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And just for kicks,
0: uh, here's some music by Evanescence.
2: Thanks. Great songs.
1: Gonna go,
0: Rocco. Thank you. Yes, so, so stay on hold, Stephanie. I'm gonna do a commercial for Crescent Tide and then I'll uh talk to you about uh, your info to mail you a hat. And there you go, Don and Steve. Any last um,
1: thoughts? Uh, last thoughts are um,
2: congratulations to all yes, of the participants.
1: Way to go. Steve has a fun list. Of yeah, best on screen chemistry.
2: Yeah, these are these are pairs you saw on screen, big screen, small screen, that really had fireworks on on air, but didn't spill over into real life, which so often happens in Hollywood. We'll go through. It's a fun list. You'll uh, you'll like it. You'll love it. I guarantee it. That's next.
1: Welcome back. Donna and Steve.
2: Good to be with you guys. If you
1: smell! Steve is like force-feeding me rock inspirational videos.
2: Yeah, like foie gras, girl. You're getting fed the inspirational motivation that comes from the Brahma Bull on Instagram, DJ Rock Lobster. You ever go on the Rock's Instagram? Just get jacked up. You watch one of his things, and he always says it's two a.m. I'm coming to you from Iron Paradise, putting in the work. You got to put in the work. Donna's uh, over the Rock, that, no. I think. She's I don't to follow like a, a lot
0: little... of celebrities on Instagram. I you know, do, I
1: but yeah, yeah. I just so I can be, you know, get the scoop.
0: Yeah. Did you you follow Adele? No. She's got a new album coming out. She announced it on Instagram. Do you follow Um, William Shatner?
2: No. He went to space
0: today. (laughs) (laughs) He's all over Instagram. Is that
1: right? Yeah. I heard about that. Anyway, Steve. And then he always tries to squeeze in some kind of ageist insult. No,
2: this isn't true. This isn't true. I don't want to work out with you.
1: I asked Steve if he wanted to do, get a personal trainer together. And, and he said, no, no. I don't want to work out with the trainer because I want to have my headphones okay. on and get in a
2: zone. I don't want to work out with a personal trainer. Many people do. Very many people. Frankly, it's a they help you live with it. But for me, <laughs> I like to put my headphones on and I just it's a really therapeutic process for me. I'm quiet. I don't have to talk to anybody.
1: I do not like talking to personal trainers. Like, they always think that you're their therapist. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put a blanket statement out there.
2: That's funny. <laughs> just because they start telling you all the stuff in their life? Yes. And then you're in the middle and of like... And I'm like,
1: like um, you're supposed to be counting. That's what I'm paying you for. <laughs> right? Like, this is about me.
2: I have liked group fitness classes before. Those are fun. But, um, but you don't have to talk to people because you're just moving, moving. There's loud music but it is really a, a sort of a cathartic experience for me like oh, i man. love the process i also had a lady once at lifetime who uh, who works there and i think i look i'm trying to work on this i do look stressed or angry a lot of the time and i particularly look angry at the gym Because I like to kind of get intense and just like...
1: Oh, so you like snarl and make faces?
2: I'm not snarling. I'm just, you know, (laughs) I look a little angry. And one time I guess there was a a machine I was trying to get to. And then I went to another machine and they were both filled. And I guess I looked mad enough to the point... And I didn't feel that mad. I was just like intense and like, oh, I can't use this. I can't use this hard. I'm going to go get these weights. But like, see my face right now? See when I furrow, furrow my brow like this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah I'm like, you look stupid when you do that. Don't yeah, do that.
2: okay, well, thank you. But she actually came over to me and said, sir, is everything okay? Is there anything that I can help you with? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm just trying to find a machine. She said, oh, okay, you just looked upset, so I just wanted to see if there was something that I could oh my help with. God. That's when I realized it was a problem.
1: That's why they have mirrors in those places, so you can see how stupid you look when you're lifting.
2: <laughs> Rocco, when I was there the other morning... At 6 a.m. Okay. Before oh, the boy. sun rises. <laughs> and I was just clanging and banging, as The Rock says. Oh throwing a little God. iron With around. The
1: Rock already. Why don't you... Are you... Is he paying you?
2: No! <laughs> Who do you want me to quote? Listen... I'm clanging and banging in there, and it just feels good. Like, I'm already thinking about tomorrow I'm going to exercise, and I'm thinking about the weights I'm going to lift. I like just that feeling of exertion. It's like a physical—you can get, like, a euphoric state from that. Do you know Arnold Schwarzenegger? And I don't mean to make the speech mature, but he said in the documentary, Pumping Iron, that he preferred the feeling of getting a pump. Like a really good, you know, when you can barely lift the weight one more time, and then you're you've lifted that weight so much that the arm just feels like it's flexed. He said, for him, that was better than any other physical sensation Mm, he could get on the planet.
1: Good for him then. (sighs) What's his story? Is he still with Maria Shriver? Did they break up over the money?
2: Broke up a while back, Uh, I think.
1: You don't ever hear who Arnold is dating.
2: Tell you what, Arnold, you want some more inspiration? YouTube Arnold Schwarzenegger motivational speech. It's just so good. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow, Rocco, since you asked. (laughs) I'll bring in a couple of clips for us to sample during a segment. So you guys can get a little sample of the inspirational, like motivational, cheesy stuff that I listen to when I um, work out. Do you guys want that? Is that what I'm hearing? Am I reading Um, the room right?
1: I'm good. I'll do it. (laughs)
2: So that'll be tomorrow. All right, great. Uh, This is a cool list we saw on BuzzFeed today. A list of actors who played each other's love interests so convincingly that people actually thought they were dating in real life.
1: Well, that's
2: weird. Thank you. John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher.
1: Cute couple.
2: Jim and Pam from The Office. They were so natural that people would watch it and just assumed that there had to be something happening off screen because their their chemistry was so good, so good in the office. You've never seen it.
1: I've seen it.
2: Have you seen the Steve Carell office? Have you seen at least three full episodes where you sit and watch and don't fold laundry of the office? Perhaps. <laughs> Man, that's I've not seen, an answer. Okay,
1: I've seen the one that where they were practicing <laughs> diversity.
2: Yes, <laughs> diversity training. game. Yes. Incredible episode.
1: That was a good one. I
2: really saw inappropriate.
1: one with Michael and his lady girlfriend.
2: Jan. Uh,
0: this seems like a show right in your wheelhouse. Really? Yeah.
2: Actually, I don't know because she gets what she calls agita or secondhand embarrassment where yeah. she, and that show, especially early on really leans into the awkward silences. Yeah. The
1: embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Here's another one. Okay. Uh, Raul Julia and Angelica Houston as Gomez and Morticia from the Adams family in 1991. Oh. I guess a lot of people fun. were buying that. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray.
1: Very good chemistry. Johnny and
2: Baby from Dirty Dancing.
1: Are there stories like that those two didn't get along?
2: I feel I... like that is the case. I feel I... like I remember that.
1: Maybe he was critical because she wasn't really a dancer.
2: David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston is Ross and Rachel from Friends, although we hear during the uh, reunion special, right, that they really were developing feelings for each other.
1: Yeah, so cute.
2: Anyway, uh, I got the whole list linked up. 17 different ones there.
1: All right, sounds good. They were never best friends, you guys. Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey.
2: Never best friends.
1: They did, yeah. Part of that came from age, and part was from opposite personality types.
2: Hey, you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. My you Talk One wants you to buddy up for breast cancer because nobody should fight that alone. So we've teamed up with Southern Lights and your mammography experts at Health Partners in Park Nicollet. Make October your reminder month to schedule your mammogram and other preventative care appointments. And tell your buddies they should do the same. Absolutely. Uh, mytalk 1071.com keyword, awareness. All right. Oh boy, don't forget we got listen to rewards too.
1: Yes, the good Ray-Bans, stuff on there.
2: Airfare from MSP to North Carolina. From Sun They'll Country. Don't get registered, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Sun Country. Shop go optical. Tickets to what the constitution means to be me at the Guthrie. It's all the goodies. Download it. Then listen to Cobra. Next.